Hey everyone, Felice Gerwitz here, and I want to share with you something that is dear to my heart, and that is saving you money. Can you use encouragement for your homeschool journey? Have you been searching for an online learning program designed to ground your family in a Christian worldview? Well, now you can at MediaAngelsMembership.com. Our affordable membership packages fit your budget and busy life. Now you can access customized membership packages for your homeschooling family from the extensive Media Angels Library of Books, classes, and Bible studies. You may select the ebook bundle, the creation bundle, the premium bundle, or the forever bundle. Each bundled set will save you vast amounts of money. Our packages begin at less than $10 and you can use it for the whole family. So go to MediaAngelsMembership.com for more information. That's MediaAngelsMembership.com. You'll be glad you did. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Hey everyone and welcome. This is Felice Gerwitz with an episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms. This is episode 319 and today we're going to talk about schedules and goals and we're going to do a recheck. I'm sure most of you, um, especially if you've been homeschooling a while, have your schedule and goals set from the beginning of the year, right? So today we're going to take a look at kind of what's been going on and do a little recheck and see if we need to do some adjustments in our um, scheduling to make life a little bit easier. And so um, I want to welcome all of you. If you are new to this podcast, I welcome you. Uh, You can listen to this podcast several different ways on iTunes, on um, Google Play, and as well as any podcast app on your phone or on the internet on your computer. I want to thank all of you for listening in today and invite you to sign up for the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network uh, mailing list. And on this mailing list, you will find um, all kinds of freebies and printables that you will get every single month, as well as some special offers. Uh, from our listeners and our sponsors. So um, you'll want to check that out. And also my other podcast, A Few Minutes with God podcast, uh, that's on our sister network at the Ultimate uh, Christian Podcast Network, and you may want to take a listen there. Well, so many times we make our schedules without any wiggle room, and the new year is the best time to look at schedules and realign them with our newly made goals. And if you don't have any New Year's resolutions, now may be the time to make some. So I'm going to share with you one of my New Year's resolutions that I made years ago that um, really helped me a lot. So planning had never really been my strongest gift. And well, let me rephrase that. Planning on paper has never been a strong gift. I do plan. In fact, I have lots of long-term plans and short-term plans. 
but I kept them in my head. And so often um, what happens is I would forget and things would be um, taking longer because I'd have to go back or actually I'd be up super late at night trying to get things done. So one of my resolutions years ago was to make a point of writing things down, which isn't too hard, right? I know what you're going to say. You write it on a piece of paper and then you lose it. So I started some notebooks and I would use some line spiral notebooks. And then I found what has saved me a tremendous amount of time. And that is I get a monthly planner and I buy this planner in the summer because in July is when the, it goes from July of one year to July of another. And I found planners that were two-year planners, but I want something that's big enough where I can write things monthly, you know, daily on the monthly planner. And they it has some side pages. And sometimes I would get one that would have um, each day in between each month, and it has to have tabs. But I also want it to be able to fit in a purse. And, you know, the purses are pretty big right now, so it's not too hard, but also not bog me down if I need to take it somewhere. And yes, I have, you know, the computer and calendars and reminders, but there's something about writing it down that really helps me. So I would make these plans and then I would have a schedule. And if you have gotten my printables in the past, then you've gotten um, copies of the schedules that I would use for my kids. And um, at the beginning of the school year, I would create a long-term schedule. And then every January, I would take another look to see if something was missing or if I needed to change things around. And this helped me tremendously and the kids as well. Sometimes I gave us too much time to complete things, and other times we didn't have enough time to complete a subject. Or I would find something really great, and I'd want to add something to my schedule. So if I did that, then I had to some, shuffle some things around. And in doing this, I found you know some really amazing things happened, and that is we were getting a lot more done and the kids were help, happier, and so was I. So, you know, take a look at that. Other times, I would have alternating schedules. So I would do block scheduling. For example, I would have three-month segment where I was heavier on the science and lighter on the history or vice versa. So as the kids got older and the schedules changed, we had to complete every subject every day. And especially if you have kids who are college-bound, um, that is a focus to get as much done as um, you know you possibly can daily. And then sometimes my kids would double up if we were going to be taking a long weekend. So they would do like two lessons of math. And I would go through and, you know, a lot of times they didn't have to do every single problem. But even doing that, as they got into the upper level grades, it got more and more difficult to get things accomplished during the day. So we had to be really efficient. And so that's where scheduling came in and it was really helpful. So I have 10 points that I use to look at how we were doing every year. I do have a three-part series and um, a couple of the parts are on um, Vintage Homeschool Moms. And I will put these uh, links on the podcast notes. So you can go to vintagehomeschoolmoms.com, look for episode 319, 
uh, schedule and goals recheck. And on this um, podcast, I have today's show notes as well as the links to the other, um, you know, check up by column um, podcasts that you can listen to that may be helpful for you. So the first thing I did was I did, you know, what I call the wellness check. How are we doing? Is everyone doing okay? Is anyone struggling? Is anyone zipping through their work? I had one child um, that needed to be challenged or he was going to be a handful. So um, all of my kids had some, um, you know, projects and things that they were doing on the side. Um, But this one could zip through his work very quickly. So I had to make sure that he was getting challenged as well as those that might be struggling to see what we could do differently. The second was, it was time to look at my long-term plan. So could we really accomplish our goals by the year end? So I would take out the calendar again and kind of map out how many days we had left, um, you know, and and make sure that we were going to get through um, some of the things that we had planned. If we were not, for example, let's say I had this really great study that I wanted to do on um, composers. And the reason that comes to mind is I always wanted to study the composer during Christmas break. But that never happened because we were so busy during Christmas break. So I ended up moving that to summer and we really had fun with that. So if I look at and say, okay, you know, this is something I wanted to accomplish here and we didn't get it done. Um, Find another time when you can put a unit study or a two-week study or whatever it is that you're doing that you want, you know, to do some kind of enrichment with your kids. The third is, how long is it taking the kids to complete their work? Can this be changed? So many times we don't have a lot of wiggle room in our schedule, but we would do some things like, you know, our Bible readings would be done at breakfast. And then after breakfast, the kids would do some chores. So sometimes you can, you know, read a history lesson or, um, you know, do different types of things, you know, as, as you're folding laundry, you can have some of the kids read to you. So there's different things that you can do that are time savers as well as getting things accomplished and fitting them into the day. What if you have extracurricular activities? Is there something that you wanted to add, you know, maybe an art class or a cooking class or, you know, something like that? Or do you have sports? Um, My kids played sports and so that started in full tilt the end of January. So I had to make sure that kids would be done with their school and we would have dinner eaten before, you know, their games or if they had Saturday practices and things like that. Um, that they would get their schoolwork done. The fifth point is something I talk about a lot. So if you're a listener of this podcast, I'm sorry if you're listening to this and hearing it, oh, here she goes again. But that is time to think. Do your kids have time where they can explore some things that are of interest to them? When my kids were older and even in high school, their goal was to be done with school at noon. Now that couldn't always be done because like I said, as time went on and classes got harder, they couldn't always do that. Then the younger three um, ended up taking some dual enrollment credits. So they were going to the local college and we never started that until you know they were able to drive. 
And so um, the youngest two actually took a lot of the first three classes they took there, they took together. So they had to be done with some of our homeschool work before they could start those classes. And and so I wanted to make sure that they still had time for things that interested them and projects. And so that was important. Um, another is projects. What are some of the projects your kids are doing? I think projects give kids a way to have a creative outlet as well as doing something that is more long-term. A lot of times our homeschool kids um, may rely more on you for some things than you realize. So giving them a project encourages them to do some research, to set things up. Um, I remember one time we did a history project and my kids all had the same topic, but they displayed their projects differently. You know, I remember Michael did a a scene of, um, you know, his army men that were turned into, you know, um, a different, it was a period of history. So um, he reenacted some battle, whereas Anne did a PowerPoint slide presentation and Nicholas did an oral report. So each kid is different. And even though you may give them the same time period, they can display it differently depending on how old they are. Um, so again, projects, whether they're history or science or art, whatever they are, if it's something that takes some time and some planning, that would be great. The next one is, you know, take a family consensus. Say, you know, how do you think this year is going? And get some input. It doesn't necessarily mean that we're always going to listen to our kids. And also, um, as many of you know, homeschool kids have great opinions about everything. We still laugh to this day. And when my husband and I were talking about purchasing um, a conversion van because we wanted to do some day trips with our family and we might be coming back a little bit late. So we wanted a van that would have comfortable seats and we'd be able to take it on these trips. And I remember the kids chiming in on what they wanted and didn't want. And I thought it was the most hysterical thing because, you know, we just never thought to do that when we were kids um, and our parents were talking about adult things. But our kids are so ingrained and part of the family, they felt like they should have an input. Um, All right, so let's see. I think I am on number... um, seven here. So what are your goals for each child? What is, um, you know, what did you have planned? I've shared before too, that a lot of times my husband and I would set out some character qualities that we wanted to encourage in our children. So are you reaching those goals? Is it something that needs to be tweaked? Has that child exemplified maybe Um, you know, being more thoughtful to others or more caring or um, whatever that, you know, quality is that you were working on, um, you know, being more generous. And do you need to add another goal for your child or have, um, you know, do you need to tweak the goal that you're on to see that they do, you know, attain it? Um, Number eight is your recording system. At the end of the year, I always had an evaluation done. So we had to keep our work contemporaneously. 
um, examples of your work throughout the year for your folders. So you can do that um, as homeschoolers along the way. And I it, that is the biggest time saver to me is I would have one huge notebook divided in subjects. And if there was a paper or a picture of some project that was really exemplary, I would have the kids put that in the notebooks. And so at the end of the year, it wasn't this big ordeal to get the system together. And then the last um, point is, um, what is your year-end date? Sometimes we float around and we don't really get to a point where we have, you know, we're going to end school on May 27th or May 15th or April or whenever that day is. But if you have that date in mind, it really is helpful because the kids have a goal to attain, you have a goal to attain, and it's like a deadline. And then also, do you have evaluations set up or are your children taking some of the tests? Are they taking um, some of the standardized tests? Are they taking some of the, um, you know, tests for, um, you know, uh, college entrance, whatever that is. Um, And then also, are you spending time studying for that? So how does this list line up with yours? Is there anything you would add to or take out? You know, let me know um, and, you know, add it to this podcast post. Did you know that you can comment on each of the podcasts? So if you go to Vintage Homeschool Moms Podcast 319, you will find this podcast and you can add your comments there. I love to hear from you. So everyone, take care. God bless. Have a happy new year whenever you are listening to this. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and the VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.